Have you ever experienced something so crippling in your life that has made you feel broken? I have. Are you someone who has a giving heart but is struggling to feel good themselves? Are you consistently putting your needs aside to take care of everyone else? If so, you're not alone. Giving starts with giving to yourself so that you are able to give of yourself to other people. Isn't it time you took back control and discovered what makes you tick? Join me in my journey and find out how you can feel better about yourself, live your best life, and share that with others. Thinking of yourself, it doesn't make you selfish. It makes you brave. I'm Nelia, and this is the Giving Starts With You podcast. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Giving Starts With You podcast. I am so excited that you have joined us for another another conversation. You know, um, these conversations are amazing. I've been meeting the most wonderful people. Um, today is no exception. I've made a wonderful new connection, a wonderful new friend in Allison Fisher. Welcome to the show, Allison. How are you? Very well, thank you. Thank you for having me as well. It's been great meeting you too. Oh, that's wonderful. Thank you. I love everything that you stand for. You're, I think you're incredible. Um, yeah, so Allison, she's a digital nomad and the creator and first member of the Selfish Warrior community. Um, it's a community for those who really, truly want to change. And boy, are we going to talk a little bit more about this. Allison wants to change the world. She wants the world to change. She wants the suffering to stop. And she's realized that being happy is so much better than being right. How beautiful is this? Um, I, I love, I love, I love this whole topic, you know, I'm so excited. So she is, um, yeah, she's going to be talking to us a little bit about what the tipping point is, um, how change is coming from the bottom up. And how even a small change can make a difference and what that all means today. So thank you once again. It's an honor to have you here and share a microphone with me today. Well, same back at you. Thank you. You've clearly been reading my website, so I'm very pleased about that. <laughs> you know what? It's incredible. I love everything that you stand for. Um, we have a lot of things that are aligned and I, I just, I love mm, your message. Definitely. I love your message. And I honestly look forward to perhaps working with you in the future because I think, um, I think, you know, together, maybe we can make these changes even. Oh, absolutely. Bigger. I would love to do it. Yeah. <laughs> so Allison, how did this start? So what in your life, like, what was the turning point that, that you faced from going from the moment where, um, selfish became a positive thing you know and perhaps um you know because we, we all think of the word selfish as being so negative so maybe we can start off by saying you know what was that turning point in your life what happened to to get you to think about all of these you know things especially the selfish warrior well the selfish part is easy to explain and that is due to the great debbie ford I don't know if you've heard about her. She started off with a book called Dark Side of the Light Chasers, and that completely changed my life. I mean, I've always been interested in self-help, in self-improvement, self-development, whatever you want to call it. And so every year I try something different. And um, one year it was Debbie Ford. 
And I was so bowled over by her. She is just amazing. Her work is incredible. And she's one of the few, if not the only one, who believes that the ego is something worthwhile. Your shadow side should be embraced. You should have a holistic being. You shouldn't have part of you that you hate or part of you that you want to get rid of. It's all valuable. It may be, as she expresses it, that the volume is turned up too high on the emotions, but they're all valuable. They all have a gift. And so for me, choosing what would be the warrior that I wanted to be selfish came immediately to mind because similarly to what you say you know if you don't look after yourself first how can you help anything how can you change the world how can you even lead a life that makes you happy and i think so often how many of us are carrying around baggage that we don't need how many of us are feeling guilty for something that the other person has forgotten about a long time ago you know how many times have we done something, regretted it, or wished for something else, and then we just ruin our own day. We don't ruin anybody else's. It's just our day, our life, our time on this planet that is being wasted. And I think it's time for us all to stand up and, and really embrace our selfish and say, no, you know, it's time to let that baggage go. It's not helping anybody. It's just hindering my life. It's time for me to drop those regrets. It's time for me to face a new day, clean and fresh, and see what on earth I can accomplish today without all this baggage. Yay! <laughs> I love this so much, you know. And and sometimes, you know, the old me used to think, "Oh, if I could just have learned this sooner," but the new me says, "You know what? I learned it when I need to learn it, and not to feel guilty about that, and not to, you know, to be kind to ourselves, right? And absolutely, let's teach other people." so that they can um, find it at their, their right time. You know, I don't think, I don't know about you, but I wasn't, you know, I say this a lot on the show, but I didn't grow up learning how to be kind to myself. Did you have the same experience? It never came up in our family. Um, I mean, I have one brother, a typical nuclear family, one brother, mother, father, but he worked, um, you know, and I, I was uh, a nerd which when it wasn't popular. <laughs> so I used to study a lot. I used to do a lot of homework from school and uh, busy with that sort of thing. So it, it never came up. Nobody ever talked about emotions or uh, what they were feeling or what they thought about. And I realized actually, I didn't actually have an awful lot of social skills by the time I left home. It was quite amazing. <laughs> we had in, in our family we had heightened emotion over everything but not ourselves it was all about taking care of other people and you know immigrant family and making sure the house is clean and we we eat together as a family like all those things but very uh, sheltered as well like I didn't feel like I had a lot of social skills leaving home when I got married um, either I didn't leave home until I got married but now as a mother I hope to be teaching my son to all about um, not kindness because he taught me, but all about standing up for yourself mm. and it's okay. You know, at the end of our life, we don't remember how many cars we had. Like people don't say, Oh, you know, look at her. <laughs> She's got, you know, a couple of cars, you know, we got to auction those off, you know, and uh, the Mercedes first. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. What, what are people going to think? 
you know, and do we really care what they think? But yeah, I do. I want people to look at, you know, look at our lives and, and say, hey, they cared about important things and they're making they it. Express, yeah, they expressed love. They had fun. Yeah. Yes. And no regrets. Followed their dreams. Yeah. That's the thing I'm most afraid of when, you know, when it's my time is having regrets. You know, yeah. you just you can just let go of, you know. Oh, yes, this is amazing. I mean, when are you going to do all of that stuff? Huh? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. And this great thing about bucket lists. Yes, I approve of making bucket lists. I approve of checking things off. But are you going to regret not doing them all? I don't know about checklists, to be honest with you. I think they're um, I think goals are good. You know, mm -hmm. it's very important to have a goal but have a little bit of flexibility, like direction is good, but flexibility, because how hard on we are we on ourselves when we don't do all the things, you know, all this about kindness, right? right. Can you talk a little bit to us about what your analogy of the tipping point is? What does that mean? If you could teach us a little bit about that. Sure. The tipping point is a point literally in time when the entire perception of something changes. The example I use most often is yoga. In the 1970s, yoga was this exotic, foreign, strange thing that only, you know, very strange weirdos practice. <laughs> and then at some point, which is usually considered to be about 15%, once 15% of the population knows about it, understands it, agrees with it, then suddenly it switches. And now yoga is something that's found everywhere and everybody's happy to talk about it, to be known and to be a yoga practitioner. It's become standard practice, even in therapy. And so that to me is a tipping point. There is some, and it's not clear why, it's not clear how it works, but at some point, the entire perception of a particular topic changes. And this happens throughout all different layers. It, it talks about events, it talks about mm. history, it talks about personal things going on. At some point, there is a tipping point. We can also talk about tipping points in our own lives. There's always some point where you've made a decision, where you've decided, yeah. okay, this is no longer acceptable or whatever, and that's the, it changes. And the way I'm looking at it, at least on the website and with the idea of the dream that I want to put in place, is that the world is at a tipping point now. We have a choice of going towards the dark or towards the light, that's the most general way of putting it. And the point is that all the negativity that is out there at the moment, all the difficult things going on, all the horrible news that you hear every day, to me, that's an expression that the tipping point is getting closer and closer and people are desperately trying to hold on to the old way of life, regardless of how unrosy it is. And they're just afraid of the change, but they know the change is coming and that's why they're fighting against it as much as possible. So to me, even these horrible news stories are actually a good sign because it means the tipping point is coming closer and that at some point soon, I can't say when, but soon, hopefully, it's all going to switch and we're all going to go towards the light and everything's going to go in a most amazing direction again. Or, unfortunately, it may go the other way, but we're not going to believe in that and we're not going to hope for it. So <laughs> we're going to assume that it's all going to go towards the light and that would be an amazing... Can you imagine a world where everybody's kind to each other? That's and they all I imagine. 
where you think of strangers as friends you haven't met yet and uh you know strangers exactly what you said but there have been moments I think Gandhi said it but you know (laughs) yes I know (laughs) (laughs) but there have been many times in my life where it's been a stranger that has tipped things for me Hmm. interesting yes because sometimes the people in your closest circle um you grow up the same way you have the same beliefs to a point Sometimes it takes a stranger to point something out to me or a podcast guest. You know, I had a couple of revelations on the last, you know, with uh, Dr. Scott. And yeah, that was amazing. That that episode. Thank you. I just, you know, I was going through things in my mind and as she was saying things, I was connecting the dots and I love learning from new people. Like I'm learning from you today. And I just, I love when you said that about straight, because it, and I talk about that. I've, I've written a book and I talk about that, how strangers sometimes can create that tipping point for me. So I understand you're working on some upcoming uh, workshops for uh, 2022. And um, that's the dream. Part, yes. Is this part of what you what you're going to want to teach is how we can um, how we can make that 15 percent, how we can create these tipping points in our lives? Um. I'm working on the bigger scale. I want to create a tipping point in the world because I think once that happens, a lot of things are going to be easier and (laughs) definitely the the ultimate end goal that we want to have. So I was trying to think of, okay, so what's going to be my contribution? What am I going to come up with? Because I haven't had an idea like Greenpeace or um, Microsoft or anything huge that could change the world. Most of us haven't. No, no. So I thought, okay, well, I like being a life coach, even though I haven't had much practice doing that. I like supporting other people. I'm good with generating ideas. I'm a good listener. So I thought, well, what if I support people who have got ideas that are changed, that can change the world? And if they have resistance or they have a blockage or whatever, then I could support them with that. I could offer life coaching, counseling services and such like. But the most powerful way to change is in a workshop. And I've been in workshops where I have myself experienced massive changes. Me too. The energy that's in there, it lifts everybody. The whole thing about the, the rising tide lifts all boats. I mean, in a workshop, everybody gets healing from it. Everybody finds something new, some development, some change in themselves. And so that is what I would like to bring to the planet, so to speak. That's going to be my contribution to it. And in order to do that, I need to find the people who want to be in the workshop, who want to I have a problem with that, because let me tell you, uh, <laughs> who doesn't want that? There is no losses here. Yeah, everybody wins. And when there's messages out there and change to be made where everybody wins, there's no reason not to be a part of this community. There's mm-hmm. no reason um, to even think about it because you're not giving up anything. You're, you know, it's it's all it's you're giving to yourself and you're giving to other people and what is more beautiful than that you know I I totally believe in life learning and um, the more we can learn from somebody like you because you have already you know we've had a couple conversations before today and you have already helped me 
um, in, in certain directions in my life. And thank you for that so much. I really do appreciate You're it. You're welcome. My pleasure. So I, I completely um, stand behind you 100%. And I think that you are going to, you know, your message is really going to help people. So that's why I really wanted you to explain, you know, a bit about your whole message and, and what, so what in your life, like I know Debbie Ford, but was there anything besides Debbie Ford that perhaps just, you know, this <laughs> idea came from, like, what was it? Was there anything in your life that perhaps, um, because you said, you know, being right is not as important as being happy. Was there something that made you realize that, like, personally? Well, that actually comes from psychology of vision, which is the model that I trained most deeply in. Ah. And uh, it was originated by a couple, um, Dr. Chuck Spisano and his wife, Lency Spisano, and they produced this most amazing model. And it's a method which is just workshops, basically. Um, people just getting together, wanting to explore more in depth of themselves. And it's all synchronicity. The people who have similar sort of problems come together at the same time. They want to work on these issues together. They're committed to change and they all succeed. They all do wonderful things with it. And their method is really just asking questions, just following the emotions and, by doing so, you get down to very deep layers in the subconscious and perhaps even deeper. And once you've got to the root of things like that, you do change. There is no avoiding <laughs> to that. It is coming. And you it's, can happening. it's happening, whether you want it to or not, it's happening. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Because so much of what is causing difficulty in our lives. I mean, this whole thing of the, the microcosm reflecting the macrocosm, then the emotions reflecting your reality. And it really is true that what is going on inside you definitely colors your life. There are things that are going on in your subconscious from old memories or repressed ideas or repressed emotions that really direct your course of action in life and it's all it can be a totally unconscious or subconscious level it can be that you're totally unaware of it but your actions are being dictated by very old fears very old decisions very old emotions mm -hmm. and once you get there get down to that level and find out what they are find that little kid who is just crying because you know you had a problem and nobody came to help and whatever. And then you can talk to them and you can add, there are so many different methods of doing that, but it's just life-changing level by following the emotions. So you, you, you think of what's going on in your life that you're happy with, not happy with or whatever. And then you just follow the emotions and then you find out, Oh, but that's actually just a layer for something else. And then you go down another layer and then you go down as far as you can until you find out whatever was causing it in the first place. And as soon as you create that sort of change, and it doesn't have to be very long because releasing what's been repressed is really can be totally explosive. <laughs> it certainly doesn't have to take long. You just need to feel it. Mm. I mean, I'll say just feel it, let it out, you know, and let it go. No matter how scary it is, because I'll tell you, keeping it inside and not dealing with it is so much more scary. It's so much worse. True. And as you said, that's where the strangers helping you often come into it because they do see things that you don't. 
you're stuck in the middle of it. You're in the emotions and whatever. And so you don't necessarily see the way out. You don't see where the exit sign is. <laughs> That's not true. And we, yeah. And I think we get used to living the way that we know how to live, you know, mm -hmm. and, and somebody, it doesn't have to be somebody around on the other side of the world. Somebody down the street from you could have a completely different sure. life. And you're like, well, I never thought to live my life that way. You know, let's give it a try. Or I like this part about it, or I don't like, you know, we shouldn't um, just follow what others are doing, but definitely keep, keep our, um, our minds open. You know, we don't know it all. We really don't. No, we can easily be inspired by all sorts of other things. You're right. There's no need necessary to copy something, but you can certainly be inspired by what they're doing, which is why it's, it's behooves us to think about how we're inspiring other people by the way we live, you know? Um, anyway, if we take the psychology of vision model and if we can make workshops on a similar level, then we're talking about change that is going to really affect everything. Because once you change yourself, you notice the changes in your life. And if we can break through any resistance that people have, then the people will go out and they will change their world. And if that happens, then we get our tipping point. Because the, oh, how can I put it? The, the way the world is going to change as far as I see it at the moment is that it's all gonna come from the grassroots. It's all going to be the little initiatives, the little people, the little things that individual people do. We're, we can no longer rely on the government to save us. We can no longer rely on big corporations who are often bigger than the government these days to be benevolent and help us out. Some of them will, some of the new companies really are trying hard to establish, you know, corporate social responsibility and to be fair and to be equitable and, you know, kudos to them. I wish them all the luck in the world. But a lot of the changes I see happening is little things. It's people setting up small neighborhood initiatives, people having suggestions for how things can change and then trying them out, even if it is just in their neighborhood, even if it's just in their school, even if it's just... I mean, look at Greta, you know, she started off with just her school and just her lecture and just her idea and it spread all over the world. Again, the initiative doesn't have to be that big, but the 15%, as far as I feel, is going to come from the bottom up. It's going to be all the little people. I agree with you. You know, I agree with you, especially the mm. way the world is right now. People want yeah. to be heard. People are not happy about so many things there are so many problems and we're looking to ourselves to find the solutions you know we need to stand up yes and i think we will and i think people are finally getting their courage together and they're going to do that and if they run into resistance or problems i'd love to help i'm <laughs> excited i'm excited about this new world that this could present honestly mm -hmm. um there's hope to have the world become a better place you know <laughs> yeah absolutely i mean it's time isn't it it's been in a terrible place for long enough. It's funny because I think that we live in one of the safest times in the last, you know, with wars and different things in one way, but in another way, we're so disconnected from what's important and we're mm. so disconnected and, and hate is on the rise and all these things are coming back and it's just, it's sad. It's mm -hmm. very sad, you know, humanity, we really need to look out for one another and stop mm -hmm. uh, dividing ourselves by money or by culture, by all these things that don't matter. Exactly. You know?
they really, really don't matter. So this notion of one small thing can mean, you know, can make a big mm-hmm. change. You know, I love this so much. Um, there are so many little projects, you know, and, and sometimes I love when children have projects at school and mm-hmm. it's okay, um, come up with something, whether it's entrepreneurial or even in, in middle school, come up with an idea, you know, and, and it could be um, a child cutting, growing their hair and cutting their hair for cancer or whatever their idea is, you know, and, and somebody might say, well, that's, anybody can do that. That's small. It's not. Yeah, but does everybody do it? It's not. Because if you're the mother of the child who has cancer and you're given this, this thing that can help with the way they feel about themselves as a child, mm-hmm. you know, with a wig, for example, just, you know, throwing out an example out there. Mm-hmm. It's everything to the mother of that child to see that child feel different. So that's just one small example of how one person can make a difference. We don't always have to associate one person making a difference to a million people because that doesn't always happen. That's the goal, but that doesn't always happen. But one for one, if we each did that and it could help one, 10, 20 people, it's amazing. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. And we don't want people to be held back by the thought that if it isn't going to change a hundred million people, then it's not worthwhile because every single thing is worthwhile. Even if you pick up one piece of litter every day, I mean, (laughs) that will change the world, certainly for you and your environment, but also people will see you doing that. They will appreciate it. They will start doing it themselves. I mean, it's the inspiration level again, if nothing else. Yeah, we saw someone doing that. It was it was raining and it was quite cold. And we saw family. We were just driving and we and my son's like, what are they doing? And I'm like, they're picking up garbage. And he's like, oh, that's cool. And then he told somebody. And then it's like, what if he told the right person and their family decided to start? Or because I find children are very open, Mm. helpful. And sometimes we need to learn from them. Oh, yes. And, you know, start a start a project and um, not to defer from what we're talking about, but my son started a homeless project. We're working on it right now. We're trying to raise money for it. And it was just an idea. And it doesn't help a million people. But I know it'll help these 50 people. And, you know, we all have to do our part. And I think we're all capable of that. Because I always say you don't have to have money. You can have an idea and then fundraise or reach out to somebody who can make things happen perhaps more than you can, but you're starting with this idea. Exactly. We'll see what happens with it. And you'd be surprised. Selfish Warrior is also just an idea at this point. It's a community that I want to build, but at this point, it's just a dream. So this is my dream that I'm putting out there and see what will happen. <laughs> and you just never know, because especially with, you know, like social media, things just take off. Mm-hmm. you know can. things take off like me, you and I belong to um, a community of entrepreneurs as well um, with Brian LaFermento and it's called the coalition the launch coalition and the reason why I'm mentioning that is when you said you know sometimes things do take off or it's just one person helping a lot of people he has a friend who started the ice bucket challenge you've heard of the ice bucket <laughs> challenge yeah and look how huge that was just from one idea so sometimes it can go viral and sometimes it can't so he has a friend he went to school with who started 
who's the guy who started, you know, how much money this raised around the world. So sometimes things happen in that way. And sometimes, you know, you just help the person down the road who is lonely and alone. And maybe you're just having a conversation and that changes everything for them. Yeah. You know, you never know. And that's the interesting part, you know. You have to let go of the idea that you have to see the change. You have to get some reward for it. Mm. It is just you do it because it makes you feel good. We're getting back to the selfish principle again. Yes. It makes you feel good to give, right? I mean, that's also the principle of your business and your basis for the podcast and everything else. Giving has its own reward. Yeah, in my case, it helps me with my anxiety, my depression, uh, my PTSD keeps my mental health in focus. Um, Yeah, it's just, you know, it's a beautiful thing living life. um, You know, I I believe that life is not just for us. And Mm -hmm. I think that you you agree with that 100%, you know, of everything that you stand for. Life is not about us, you know, we're just here to help others. And take care of ourselves in the process and that's about the selfish part you know because when people mm-hmm. read the title selfish warrior like don't get the wrong idea this is like <laughs> think about it this is amazing and it's brave it's it, all these things about being a warrior like I really always believe that talking about yourself and being loving to yourself and starting with yourself is brave it's incredibly yes. brave and that, you know, not all, everybody can do it. Not everybody does it. And that's why we're here, right? Is to teach people to do that. Yeah. Because we've seen, we've seen the change. I love when you talked about the workshops and how it impacted you too, you know, when you went, nice. because do you agree? Like sometimes I find community of strangers, like we were talking about, um, even though you don't know each other when you're first joining a community, like I am in hundred percent with your community. And I, at first people don't want to, you know, engage, they don't want to speak up, they don't, you know, everybody's a little shy, we don't know each other, but it can be a beautiful thing, a beautiful thing. And when you were doing your workshops as well, I mean, you don't know anybody, you're going in there, you know, but just the fact that you have this commonality, this, this goal Mm -hmm. brings everybody together. Yep. We're all there to heal. We're all there to work on our own development. And we're all there to support the others with their development. Not only because it's a good thing to do, but because they're there to help us too. And together we're much stronger than apart. So, And that's why I believe there's so many groups out there and people are like, oh my God, there's so many groups. I don't know what to join. I don't know what to join. And I'm such a firm believer of picking one or two groups only even one that really resonates with you mm-hmm. you know if you're listening to this episode um please try have, ha, try and discover what it is that you want to get out of a group and i think that you're going to notice when you do go on to allison's she's um, starting a facebook group i believe it's now open um when you go in there you're going to feel very welcome you're going to feel the community of people. You know, I once joined a um, an anxiety live group, and I was so afraid, being anxious. Ooh, I was so afraid <laughs> to join the group, and I thought, oh my goodness, it's going to be a bunch of crazy people just like me. And instantly, I walked in, and within a half an hour, you know, nobody was talking to each other, but you still felt this hug around you. When you have a community Ooh, of lovely. Honestly, it's just like nobody spoke for the first few hours, 
but you could just tell people's shoulders were going down and we were just, I'm in the right place. Mm. And you just, it's like incredible. You just feel even without speaking. So when you have a Facebook group, I think it can be such a powerful tool. So I'm so glad that you've created this. Um, and I'm looking forward to being, being an active member in your group. And I just think that people should really check it out. Well, thank you for that plug. I think I oh, would awesome. greatly appreciate it of anybody who wants to come and join. I mean, the, the name Selfish Warrior also has to do with curiosity. I mean, I want people to be curious about what it is and to come and see and to try it out. Absolutely. Change. Yeah, it, it does take a commitment. It does take a lot of effort on your own part. So, yeah. You got to discover, you got to discover about who you are and how you can make a change. Because if you don't like how, if, if you can't figure out what you like to do, I totally completely believe this. If you can't figure out what it is that you enjoy, this, the change is not going to be sustainable. You mm -hmm. have to pick something that you enjoy that mm -hmm. to create the change, because you're going to be passionate about it. You can't just oh, you know, come up with this idea that's not going to continue. I think you have to be passionate, right? So right. when you talk about the curiosity, I think that's really key because you, you learn as you go. And we don't know, you know, a lot of us know we want to do something, <laughs> want to create change, but we have no idea. What are we good at? Like, we have no idea where we want to start. So I, I love this. And you post such thought-provoking questions on your on your group. So thank you so much. Yeah, I'm hoping that people will engage with that and that they will start talking about it. And um, I've put out also some free PDFs to also encourage people to start thinking about, you know, how does selfish tie in with their lives? What could they do to become more selfish in a good way? And what change do they want to bring? And where are they stuck? Or where is their resistance that they want to move through or past? especially for people who are at some sort of changing point in their lives. Mm. You know, <clears throat> excuse me, you're in a midlife crisis or you're, the kids have just left home or you have to change jobs and you don't know whether you want a completely new career or, or if you're just becoming more spiritual, becoming more aware of how much spirituality can mean to you and to your life. And then you want to add more and try different things. So I'm hoping that the Selfish Warrior will be that community. It will be a group of people who are committed to their to their own change and to helping other people change and then ultimately to change the world by reaching that 15% level. I love that. And that sounds so doable. You know, I love that mm -hmm. number because it really doesn't, it sounds like attainable, you know? And we all have barriers. We all have things that oh, yes. we tell ourselves, you know, and we all need somebody Sometimes that's not close, somebody on the outside to really teach us about these things. Um, someone with a different mindset or perhaps a different way of thinking um, mm -hmm. as ourselves, right? That's why coaching exactly. is so important, you know, yeah. and, and necessary, I believe. Absolutely. A different perspective yeah. on things. Yeah, because you can be blind to your own, own issues, your own, <laughs> yes. your own blockages, you know, there's something wrong. I mean, that's how I got into self-help in the first place was that I knew I was hitting my head against a brick wall and I didn't know what that wall was. And so I needed somebody else to help me to understand it and to see a way through and to, you know, offer me a helping hand to get through it. And, uh, I'm and now don't you find you're much happier and like life is just nicer. 
Yeah, I mean, that's one of my favorite quotes from uh, the psychology of vision is that happiness is the best revenge, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I love it. If you, for example, the heartbreak is actually, you're trying to get revenge on the other person because they may be happily, they've left you and they're happily together with somebody else and you and never think about you ever again. But you're sitting there with your heartbreak, you know, and oh, you're trying to get them to see how much pain they've caused you, see how much I'm suffering because of you, you know, and yes, I mean, there is grief when a relationship ends. Yes, there is sadness at the loss of the, the beautiful dream that you had about what it could be. Sure, those feelings have to be felt. They have to be gone through. But heartbreak is where you're trying to get revenge on the other person. And the selfish warrior is going to turn around and say, ah, but if I let go of the heartbreak, if I give up that baggage, if I give up the regrets and everything else, I can be happy. And if I'm happy, the other person will think, hey, didn't I mean anything to them or did I? Yes. <laughs> be happy already. Rise <laughs> above, right? Rise above. Exactly. And not only that, but being happy, you're contributing more to the world in a positive sense. I mean, the positive energy that's out there. Everybody's been in a, an occasion where they've been around people who are negative, who are always saying nasty things or turning, you know, pulling other people down or, and you notice your own energy sinking and your own feelings getting gray and gloomy and yeah. So why not contribute more to the happiness in the world? You know, just increase your own happiness and it will absolutely affect all the people around you. People are just happier. I think even there's a Snoopy cartoon that says <laughs> smile and, and you'll, you'll make everybody's day. You know, <laughs> I don't, I don't know of anything more contagious. Yeah. You know, yeah. I wasn't always this happy for many years. I wasn't. And I perhaps was the person you just described where I was feeling miserable. So I wanted other people to feel miserable. There was a time in my life company. as a teenager where I was so, that was so me, you know, and so sad. What a waste of time. Yeah, but I mean, time is relative, right? We learn, yeah. All we can do is work with what we have now. Now yes. is the only time. And now we are going to stand on all that experience we've gained and all the empathy we've managed to um, accumulate. And we're going to employ it in order to make ourselves better, to make the world better. Yeah. It's yeah, all we all have things that break us. Wouldn't it be great to get all these tools? Mm -hmm. you know, teach me the tools, Allison. I need to know all these tools to continue <laughs> sure. on this road because, you know, life is too short. People say that so easily, but mm -hmm. it is. And you only know it when it's too late. Yes. It's, it's all that end of the road thing again, isn't it? What are you going to think on your deathbed? Are you gonna think or about when someone you love is sick. That's what happened to me. Yeah. When someone I loved was sick is when I noticed this can't be everything. This can't be mm. how things end. Let, you know, oh my God, like I'm running against time. Let's do something about this, you know. Well, I asked. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Go ahead. There's, there's also that expression about, you know, live today as if it was your last, you know, mm. because it's, it is that important. It, not to say that you're necessarily going to disappear tomorrow, but the point is every day should be precious and should be lived to the full and enjoy it. I need a do over for today. Today was just chaotic. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there are things that we, 
we all have responsibilities. There are things that we all yes. need to do. Yeah, we're still in a physical body. Yeah. yeah, but we need to find the time. Don't tell me you can't find time because that's a choice. Oh, that's a that's whole a other choice. topic. Okay. Yeah. Just, I'm writing a blog post about that. Stop telling me you don't have time because mm. it's how you choose, right? Yes, I had to go to work today. Yes, I had to do this. But now what am I going to do with my time? I get to choose how to spell, spend the most beautiful time of the day, mm -hmm. you know, for me to help others to do all these wonderful things. I have a question I would like to ask you. I sometimes ask guests that come on this show, and um, I'm curious as to what your answer is. Okay. So on my show, um, the reason why I like to ask this question is because we all have things um, that perhaps we do for ourselves, gifts that we give ourselves, that we don't necessarily maybe realize we're doing it at the time, but in time, it changes how we feel about ourselves, how we live our lives, what we think about ourselves. What would you say would, is the best gift you've ever allowed yourself to have, that you've given to yourself, that's changed your life? I would have to say it's, my tendency to throw myself in the deep end and see if I swim. Mm. So often in my life, I've been thinking, well, I have all these great ideas and I would really love to travel and I would love to experience other cultures and I would like to have a different career and I would like to have a different place to live. But on the other hand, do we ever take that step? Do we ever really take a step and do something? So. I developed, oh gosh, how old was I then? I was 27. And I decided, okay, I've had enough. I've been here in this job. I've been in this place. And while it's a great place, nothing against it, I want something different. And so I moved to another country where I didn't speak the language, where I didn't know anybody, but I at least made sure I had a job waiting for me. So <laughs> that smooths things over you know it makes it easy to get the work visa and uh, they help you find a place to live things like that but I had to learn the language I had to meet people I had to do things I had to establish my entire life and it makes you think about okay what's really important you know what is really important in life what do I really want to spend my time on and do things and can I cope can I be flexible you know am I going to go under or not and at the time it was a very conscious decision and at the time, it was really quite difficult to imagine how it was going to work out. And it certainly took a long time before I felt comfortable. But the change was immense. And it did take time to manifest. And it's probably still manifesting today. <laughs> I also started throwing myself off another deep end just to see what will happen. And it was for me, I can't say I could recommend it for everybody because, you know, we each have to find our own path. But for me, it was really good to test myself and to see if I really could live up to the principles that I felt were important and to see what life was really all about, or certainly what my life was really all about and what was important to me. Sounds like it changed the trajectory of the rest of your life. So how do you oh, yes. live differently now? Well, for one thing, I speak several languages. <laughs> That's amazing. Countries. Um, but it's mostly that I've become far more flexible, far more skilled at living and able to 
to have more creative ideas, to be to live in different ways, be open to more possibilities. And it's also allowed me to be more and difficult to describe, more balanced. Mm. I can accept people as they are. Um, I've gotten rid of a lot of prejudices and a lot of misconceptions because I can see how different people are, how they react in different situations. And mm. you accept people just for who they are. And that has been really valuable. That is, is such a, a warming change. So, Allison, are you his friends? <laughs> so, are you saying that people aren't as um, ugly as the world makes them out to be? So, you travel different countries and everybody's quite nice in different countries, not of like course. the news portrays <laughs> us, not as the news tells us, you know, beware some of these dangerous countries has the most, have the most beautiful people in them. The thing is, you know, 95% of people are good and kind and sweet and gentle, and they just want to live a happy life. They just want to have their families. They want to live in a safe environment. And so it's really difficult. Yes, some countries have really horrible times, but on the other hand, the other 95% are amazing. And it depends on which ones you want to focus on. And I personally am not interested in focusing on the 5%. Yes, it can be very difficult if you happen to be walking through the park and a bomb goes off. Yes, because the terrorist group has been doing things, which almost happened to me in London. Mm. But yeah, it's... I respect you so much though for doing it scared anyways. Like, I love that gift. That's a huge gift that you did yourself. So I one day want to be location independent. Um, yes, I'm a little bit fearful, but I'm trying to change that fear into excitement, change the wording of it, you know, but exactly. good for you for doing it. So I understand you are, that's exactly what you're doing. You're traveling, yep. you're staying in different countries and um, yes. Well, I've been working as a translator and as an editor freelance for many years, <laughs> decades, if I have to think about it. And I realized that while I had been working on a desktop and I had a comfortable office and everything else, I really could put everything into a laptop and just go. Hmm. And my son had left home. So I was thinking about, okay, I have several more years before I can retire. I have to keep working. Do I really want to be in the same place, in the same office, the same job, <laughs> everything, or do I want to try something different? So I thought, okay, here comes the deep end of the pool again. Um, I'm going to try being a digital nomad. So I put my office onto my laptop. I packed one suitcase and I started house sitting. And until a certain epidemic happened, <laughs> um, I was having a great time. I would, I uh, was on a, website the trusted house sitters i can recommend them highly they're really good you make your own profile there and then you just go and try to they have a listing of all the house sits that are available at the moment and then you apply for them and you have interviews with the people and i'm so glad that we're talking about this because i know a lot of the listeners you know uh, perhaps are going through a tough time and they're just turning the corner on what they want the rest of their life to look at look like and this is such a great opportunity you know once you get over the uh, barriers like you were talking about right with with the selfish warrior um mm -hmm. once you get over all of that um 
scary stuff and you get to know get to know yourself more um yeah you trust yourself more, more yeah i think more and more of us are going to lean toward you know being location independent and i love that you're you're doing this so congratulations that's that's great that's <laughs> Thank great you. and i know a lot of yes. people that are listening um have that in their minds as well so it's great that you're a bit successful at it thank you for sharing that with us today yeah and i mean even now i'm house sitting you know so despite lockdown despite everything else it's it's still a an a, an a viable option it's not as easy and you have to take care you know there's a lot of rules and regulations but uh the world is still out there and it's still a wonderful oyster to play with so and no matter where you land i'm sure you are creating a change Oh, thank you. <laughs> that's what it's about, right? Like you can, that's no matter what, what country you're in, you yeah. can help that one person and that person can help the next person. And, and that's what it's about. But none of this would have started had you not been selfish. Exactly. So where can our audience find you? Can you tell us about your website and where we can locate you? Okay. Well, the website is very simply selfishwarrior.com. And the Facebook group, very similarly, Selfish Warrior. <laughs> I also have a, an Instagram, if people are interested in looking at that, which is I am Selfish Warrior, because somebody had already taken the Selfish Warrior tag, so I couldn't have that one. Um, but uh, if you start there, um, it's easy to contact me through that, um, either the website or the Facebook group, and um, I shall be in there regularly. And I would really look forward to hearing from people. I love that so much. And I will see you guys all in Allison's community because I plan on being there and learning from her and helping each other. And let's, let's create this change in the world. And yeah, I am so happy to have had you on the show. Is there anything we didn't talk about today that you would like to share with us? I think we pretty much covered it. I mean, wonderful. Yeah. All right. It's an amazing thing. So thank you so much, Allison, for coming on and, you know, spending your time. I know you're, you're in Canada right now. At the moment, so. yes. Vancouver, yes. <laughs> Wonderful. And um, enjoy Vancouver. I hear it's beautiful. And I'll see you in the uh, Facebook group. Okay. Thank you very much for having me. It's been an absolute delight. And I'm so glad to be able to contribute to your podcast because it's a wonderful thing. Oh, thank you so much. I hope you have far more success than you are now. I really want your audience to grow. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate that. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode. If you enjoyed what you heard, please subscribe or leave a review. See you next week on the Giving Starts With You podcast.